the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Wednesday, September 8, 2021. As we do every week at this hour, we bring back our great friend, David Schweikert, representing Arizona's congressional 6th Congressional District. David, how are you, sir? Well, I'm in back in D.C., so, you know, fair to Midland. Um, we start the big markup yeah. tomorrow on just a boatload. I mean, actually, a, 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 an ocean freighter worth of new spending and new taxes. And, you know, with all the other noise going on, you know, Afghanistan, the, the hurricanes, I'm not sure America understands the crazy that's about to be passed by the Democrats. Tell us, because you're absolutely right, David. Um, this this number that we're talking about right now, I suppose 3.5 is the low end of what we should expect. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about that. Talk to the audience well, about that. Well, okay, let's first um, do uh, the spending side. Yeah. Um, a couple of the outside groups, not conservative ones, have been modeling the spending. Remember, the Democrats are playing this really coy and really smart they're not actually dropping the actual language of what the new taxes or what the spending is until the very last second. So we only got the first portion of the Ways and Means chapters yesterday, and it's not the whole thing. They're only doing it every day. They're going to drop a little bit for the next day. So no. Reporter, so a few hundred no billion here, a few hundred billion there. Is that kind oh, of how they're doing oh, it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not even close. Okay, it, okay. It, the, the numbers are... And some of the outside groups have calculated that this is $5 trillion in spending over the decade. And the real interesting battle that's about to break out, and I've been screaming about this for weeks, is all these crazy tax hikes still only generate what we call receipts, revenues, tax, you know, inbound to the IRS of about half their spending. And the president and Steny Hoyer, Hoyer and all these Democrats have been saying, oh, it's 100 percent paid for. Until about three or four hours ago when Nancy Pelosi got behind the microphone and said, well, maybe not. Um, you know, and the media just falls for the con. Um, I, I've had fights with on other talk shows with more liberal hosts. Oh, but it's promised to be paid for. Great. OK. Are they going to keep their promise? Because the math doesn't work. Wow. David, talk to me about what kind of tax hikes we're going to be looking at. I think everything. Your income tax, your corporate um, tax, your capital gains tax, your death tax. Um, There's even a proposal out there you might actually see that products that are imported, if the Democrats don't think they're green enough, they'll pay a border adjustability tax. Um, and even then, when you add it all up, we can't get them to even 50% of the revenues that would be required for all this new green spending. And remember, a lot of this spending has some really difficult um, social aspects to it. It's, it's going to be taking 
parts of it will take families up to, that make up to a quarter million a year and entitle them to certain federal welfare spending. And this is almost what Europe did many years ago, is they addicted the middle class to um, government entitlement spending. And it's a way that the Democrats think that if we can get all these folks addicted to the check, um, they'll vote for Democrats. It's really cynical. David, um, it begs a different question as well while we're talking about it because, you know, Donald Trump spoke about infrastructure. A lot of Republicans have spoken about infrastructure. But the question I have is, while I know there are certain parts that really do need repair, and every American can see but, but that be, and work. Can, I know right? I'm interrupting you, but no, go be ahead. careful. Okay. Infrastructure is a different bill. That's the funny thing. That's the funny thing. That's the point I was trying to drive at. We are not even close to the rest of our spending as we're talking about the 3.5 because we have yet to see the receipts on infrastructure. Okay. So the baseline budget, you know, running government, paying for the military, Social Security, Medicare, should sit right about $4 trillion. Right. That's an annual spend. Right. This last year, it's $6 trillion because of all the COVID right. stimulus and, you know, all the special checks and those things. So the Democrats are trying to make the baseline budget another $6 trillion by doing a bunch of continuing resolutions based on this new spending. Mm -hmm. Then there was this compromise in the Senate that's a fraud, and that was $1.2 trillion infrastructure spending. Mm -hmm. That half of that is not paid for. Right. But half of it was already in the baseline budget. Okay. What we're doing starting tomorrow is an additional... Three and a half trillion. The Democrats use the term human infrastructure spending, but that means they're going to be raising certain benefits in Medicare unfunded. They're going to be doing certain um, social, lots of social spending that, you know, lots of these sorts of things. They're calling using the word infrastructure, but none of it builds a bridge or road. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, Americans do see these things and say, yeah, that ridge, that that bridge, that road, that Miami airport, you know, it could use some work. But that's not what they're going to be getting. No. And 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 there's some real difficulties here. Um, there's a, a powerful argument to be made. Some of the they're going to do some things on drug pricing. Okay. Okay. We all despise the price of drugs. But the way they're going to do it is saying, oh, by the way, the savings we claim we're going to get, we're going to spend on all this other social entitlement. Oh, by the way, the best modelers of the legislation say this will kill people because the drugs that are going to cure you are no longer going to be developed. In many ways, it's the big pharma protection bill. The Democrats are going to make it so the new disruptive drugs that your curative don't come anymore. So they're going to kill small pharma, the, the bio research firms, the ones that are doing the CAR T, the you know, messenger DNA that's curing so many diseases. That's going to be crushed. And big pharma is just going to be able to take their drugs and make small adjustments. And that's what you're going to get. And it will save money for the first few years until you start to add in all the people with chronic conditions that are never going to get that chance to be cured. What um, is th- it's really cynical. 
what is what is the what is the 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 phrase? What is the the thought that Americans, voters, citizens who want to call their other congressmen? You're obviously not someone who needs a call on this, but perhaps some of our friends on the Democratic side who could use calls from citizens to get a sense: a) does that matter? Do the phone calls? Do the emails matter? And B, what, what's, what's the line we want to use? Is it about mortgaging the future? How do you frame this? I just say stop the crazy. Okay. Um, and, and I don't think it helps. Okay. Um, re- remember, what was it, two weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, actually, they brought us all back to pass the budget box. Mm-hmm. It isn't a real budget. It's just a series of numbers that the committees get to fill in the blank, and that's how you do a reconciliation bill reconciliation bill is using the 1974 Budget Control Act, so it goes to the Senate and only needs 50 votes. Um, And in that is just this massive amount of spending that is political. They actually believe if I'm handing out these checks for children, if I'm expanding Medicare, if I'm handing out checks for this, um, even more moderate um, independent voters in America will say, well, you know, I don't like it. I don't like the fact my kid's future is, um, uh, to economic terms, screwed because of all this debt, but I'm getting something. I'm going to vote for the Democrats because they're going to keep sending me a check. And that's what's going on. Yeah, right no, now. we definitely They're struggle with that. Are there the some election. are there a handful of Democrats in the Congress? We know of sometimes two in the Senate that may sound a good game no. and then end up are there you have no no, no, no one in the House. Yeah. No. Do you remember a week ago? Hey, there's these nine yeah. moderates yeah. left. You yeah. remember? Folded like a deck of cards. Yeah. A, a decade ago, a third of the Democrats called themselves blue dog. That's moderate. right. I remember that caucus. And sure. now we had yeah. nine and they folded in one evening. Yeah. What were and those numbers? We went from what to nine? Trillion. How many did we go to? From to it nine? was we, we. There were nine that wrote a strongly worded letter yeah. and then folded in one night. Yeah, one night. There are no moderate Democrats. If you are a moderate Democrat, you are a pink unicorn, and I have a five-year-old little girl who would love to meet you. I've met her. She would improve the life of those unicorns. Ugh. She's a lot of fun. David, you are a lot of smart, and I'm so glad you do this, because I just don't know how otherwise people would know about it. The media is not just is not giving well, it to Well, the them. war begins tomorrow, and it's going to go through next week, and public needs to understand Afghanistan's horrible. It's immediate. This is wiping out your next decade. Yeah, no, we start. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us what we can do, and we'll do it for you. Okay, brother? Make those calls. God bless Goodbye you, sir. Now. Won't encourage you, will it, Lou? This song won't do it for you, will it? You won't eat a cheeseburger based on this song, will you? My uh, producer Lou is a committed uh, is a committed non-meat eater. Still, lots of good cheeseburgers without it. Huh? You can still do lots of good cheeseburgers without meat. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, substitute. I've I've actually had a few, and they were great. Some are great, some aren't. Some are great, and some. What's the greatest? Um, yeah, the Beyond. Those the really Beyond great. is the better one. I'm not a big yeah, – to be honest with you, uh, this is counter to a lot of people that don't. I'm not the biggest on the fake meats. Yeah, I, I actually like the like black bean. Stuff. Oh, I got what you're saying. Did you ever watch Parks and Recreation? I've seen some episodes. Did you ever see the cook-off between Rob Lowe's vegetarian burger and Ron Swanson's real burger? <laughs> no, but it sounds good. Oh, it's great. Even Rob Lowe takes a bite of Ron's burger 
which is just a, a patty on, on bread, no nothing, no accoutrements or anything, just a simple burger on bread. And Rob Lowe's doing this very fancy and elaborate kind of fake burger. And Rob Lowe takes a bite of it and goes, yeah, that's better. Okay. Portions of this show brought to you by our good friends at Trades Unlimited. They're for all your roofing needs. I mean all. Replacement, repair, installation. I've used them. My friends use them. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I know these people. They're great people. And they want me to let you know that maybe for some of you, particularly if you have a flat roof, it's time to consider a foam roof, the benefits of which are silence from noise, water leaks, and, of course, prevention of water leaks, and, of course, insulation from the atrocious heat. But if you do have a foam roof already and it's five years old, it is time to have it inspected and recoded before the leaks begin. Give Trades Unlimited a call for any and all roofing needs at 480-483-1775. That's 480-483-1775. Or visit them online at tradesunlimited.com. They're the company I use. Rob, and surprise, Rob, I kept meaning to get to you yesterday, and I couldn't, and I apologize. How are you, sir? There, there's no need to apologize. As uh, Jethro Gibbs said in uh, NCIS, apology is a sign of weakness, right? <laughs> Or maybe you never saw NCIS. I never. I, I don't. Is that know. the Mark Harmon well, one? No, wait. What's? Yeah, that's the. Yeah, it's the Mark Harmon one. I've seen probably um, twenty episodes. Yeah, they're great. I, mean, I, I liked. I liked Mark Harmon, and I liked the female forensic scientist who was kind of tattooed up. Abby. I don't know. Oh if, yeah, that's Abby. Yeah, Abby. And I think that's Abby. where we got the phrase "follow the science" from. It may have come from Abby. Well, you may be. You I may think be right. I might be. As I'm thinking about it now, I remember one episode where she kept, you know, convincing herself, follow the science, just follow the science. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's where it and, came from. Well, uh, it may be. And I, I think, you know, again, looking back. Is it a Belisario yeah. production? It is. Um, well, of course, that's what gave I us think- Magnum and Rockford. Exactly. And probably a few other shows. Oh, anyway, definitely. I, um, yeah. I, I think uh, Ab, as uh, as uh, they called her, was a great role model for females. You know who were interested in science. Abs- absolutely, and, absolutely. You know, and and uh, I'm hoping that you know there are people, women in particular, that will follow that science, the real science. Um, anyway, uh, first of all, I Quantum uh, Leap, I have- Jag, Black Sheep Squadron, Battlestar Galactica. Ah. Remember Black Sheep go. Squadron? Yeah. I remember that. that. Was, Pappy uh, Boynton. Remember that? Robert Conrad? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Pappy Boynton. That's what inspired you, know, you to go into the Navy, probably. Well, not exactly, but I mean, that was after I was already in. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. Yesterday I was reading. Larry about, Minetti uh, was in that, and then he went to Magnum Larry from Minetti there. Was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Larry Minetti was actually in Magnum, right? Yeah, I think he got his start with Belisario and Black Sheep Squadron. Yeah, he probably did. I think well, he did. First of all, yeah. I think you're right. First of all, I have to uh, pass a uh, rest in peace to Ron Bushy, who was the drummer for the original Iron Butterfly and did that incredible drum solo in Inagata Davida. This. He passed last week, and I think he was about 77 years old. And I know that was the week after Charlie Watts passed. But I think Ron Bushy, uh, who made his own drumsticks, and of course, you know, back in 69, I think, when the Iron Butterfly came out, 
that was probably one of the most uh, influential drum solos ever made. Interesting. You know, it's, or the most memorable. Interesting. Um, so, Interesting. Yeah. So okay. Ron Bushy, rest in peace, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, he was a huge influence, I think, on a lot of drummers. Um, uh, now, the second thing, um, I had, you had mentioned John Dos Passos, and I'm thinking, let, let me think about this for a second. Seth mentions John Dos Passos. So I'm thinking to me, you know, what's next? Joan Didion, uh, Richard Brautigan, Carlos Castaneda. No, John uh, Dos Passos, okay. as opposed to all those people, believe it or mm-hmm. not, was a senior editor at National Review with William Buckley. I didn't know that. Yes, Siri Bob. <clears throat> well, okay, I forgive you that. Yes, Siri so Bob. Controlled substances involved. Oh, in listen, I, uh, <laughs> I was taught a long time ago by a teacher of mine, um, you can have a lot of good people who study from bad people and good mm-hmm. people. You can have a lot of bad people who study from bad people and good people. Well, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, sort of yeah, like yeah, yeah. Overcoming, yeah, it's like overcoming poverty and doing good despite your background. Um now, here's something I wanted to bring up yesterday with the Hallmans, but um, there was something I read called ZPAC, which I guess is a zithro, this is COVID-related, uh, zithromycin plus some hydroxychloroquine plus zinc plus D3 plus ivermectin and uh, some vitamins. And that was the yesterday. That was the first I'd ever heard of it. Um, there are people and some doctors, apparently, that have been giving uh, this ZPAC uh, again, zithromycin is an uh, antibiotic that has to do with the respiratory system. Uh, and, of course, we know about hydroxychloroquine and zinc and ivermectin and, and vitamins and all that um, that appear to work. But, again, all we're seeing is uh, the whole vaccination thing where, you know, Brian Stelter today on Twitter Here's, here's what he had to say. An unvaccinated minority that doesn't watch the news or trust the news is putting the vaccinated majority at undue risk. There's no way around that reality. And who, course, who said that, that Brian had, Stelter? Brian Stelter. And, of course, I had to respond to him, and I said, so what you're really saying, Brian, is that vaccines don't work. Because if they did, the vaccinated wouldn't be at risk. Do you now see why nobody watches you, pays attention to you, cares what you think, or remotely believes you're a journalist? You're just a potato, Brian. Hold that and thought. Hold, hold that. that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. It's oh. uh, it's <laughs> worth pursuing more. Um, did you see this? But we'll be right back. Did you see this <coughs> nonsense from Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? She was on an interview the, uh, yesterday talking about quote unquote menstruating people. Menstruating people. That's what we're now calling women. But no, not exactly. As she put it on Twitter when someone called her out for it, not just women, trans men and non-binary people can also menstruate. Candace Owens had a good response. She said, you say some women don't menstruate. Okay, then why the hell are you referring to us as menstruating persons? We are women. Thanks. Be right back. Just because I play the music of the 70s doesn't mean... I want the politics or the presidency, of course, of that. Uh, many leftists or liberals. Um, have you seen get attacked on the campaign trail physically? 
How many liberals or leftists do you see get attacked when they speak on a college campus? None is the answer. Larry Elder was just assaulted, of course, in California, physically. Because those who can't think or debate resort to assault and battery. And it's about them, not us. Sorry. Robin, surprise. Thank you for your patience, sir. Oh, no, no. Thank you for yours. I, um, I, I was just shocked to hear that Larry got attacked today. I mean, but again, that shows how they uh, look at politics. They don't want to have an intelligent discussion. I think a couple of weeks ago I talked about, you know, some of the old firing line with William F. Buckley uh, videos that are on YouTube with people that he disagreed with and how civil they all were, um, and that they could actually talk to each other and explain their positions, and nobody would get in a hissy fit or walk off or, or swear or name names or any of that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's just, you know, we're in a different universe right now. Um, I did notice, too, today um, I was reading, I got my monthly uh, Naval Academy Shipmate Alumni magazine, and I found that there were 14 Naval Academy graduates who actually died on 9-11. Some were in the World Trade Center, some were on planes, and some were in the Pentagon, which I, I hadn't really thought much about. I knew a couple of them. Um, but I also noticed that, you know, Sean Spicer, there's a familiar name, I hope. Um, he was uh, going to be on the United States Naval Academy Board of Visitors, and I guess he got a letter today from somebody in Washington uh, that basically said, we request that you resign from being uh, on the Naval Academy Board of Visitors. Who was thinking, this? Okay, who was this? This is Sean Spicer. Good, because I have the a, story on Kellyanne Conway when it comes to the Air Force. I'll get to that, but go ahead if you want to keep on the Sean well, yeah, Spicer. I mean, yeah. yeah, again, you know, where we talk about how this open administration and nothing is political. Reaching out to other um, Americans, all Americans. It, there's no red America. Exactly. There's no blue America. No, we, yeah. Let's heal the nation. Let's exactly. not attack each other's motives. Yeah, I know the Joe Biden retinue. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, we both know. But again, Sean Spicer, decent guy. Um, he was on the United States Naval Academy Board of Visitors. No problem there. Uh, reasonable, level-headed, intelligent. And now, of course, the Biden administration wants to uh, kick him out of that. I don't know if they want to replace him with some other, you know, woke. Yeah, no, that's the point. That, that is, that is actually what they are intending to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think, you know, this is, this is the danger of uh, this administration or regime that they are doing things to force people uh, that don't agree with them. Uh, and and damage and destroy them, um, and this is no exception. Yeah, I but Donald Trump it, broke uh, all the norms, don't you know? Well, he did, but for all the right reasons. No, I am saying you know, the criticism was he broke all the norms. You know, he didn't he follow did. tradition. He didn't follow. No, and I can't think of one thing he did that broke it. To be honest with you, except be honest and take a lot of questions well, yeah. from the press. I just can't think well, of what and, the break was. But this is another break. This is another. Yeah ideological invasion of protocol well, sure. of protocol yeah and, yeah exactly and so you wonder about you know the swamp which is obviously back in power 
and uh, Donald Trump was trying to expose it, trying to clean it out. Um, it couldn't happen because it was so big. But I hope more Americans are starting to see just how bad Washington's establishment really is. And I don't even think it's a party thing. I think it's, there's people on both parties that are involved here. I agree with that. There is a bipartisan, yes, of course, there is a bipartisan destructive element in this country. There's no question. But when you look at the solo, the silos of those, you agree with this, when you look at the silos of that bipartisanship, the two silos that we're talking about, by meaning two, ask yourself, who's more in concert with what previous generations, going back to our founding, thought constitutionalism meant and what this crowd means? What party is more in concert with it? It's not a close call or question. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, 602-508-0960. If you want to get in on the conversation, delighted to have you. Uh, kind of a programming note. Uh, Tonight on the Mark Levin Show, which uh, right at the top commences at 9 p.m. here, Lou, right, right, right at 9, uh, Mark Levin will be uh, hosting an interview with Donald Trump, former president of the United States. You're not going to want to miss that. Picking up on what um, Rob, our previous caller, was talking a little bit about the Biden administration asking Republican appointees to step down from non-political appointments they were given in an effort of bipartisanship being destroyed. Joe Biden is asking Republicans to leave. He's asked for the resignation of Spicer from the Naval Academy. He has evidently also asked Kellyanne Conway to resign from the United States Air Force Academy Board of Visitors. She wrote him a letter today. Can I read it to you? I am in receipt of the letter you sent me today demanding, dear Mr. President, I am receiving a letter you sent me today demanding that I resign from the Board of Visitors of the United States Air Force Academy or be terminated by 6 p.m. tonight. News reports suggest you have made the same demand of other men and women who were duly appointed to service academy boards. Three former directors of presidential personnel inform me that this request is a dramatic break from presidential norms. It certainly seems petty and political, if not personal. The result is that faithful and willing public servants will be discouraged or thwarted from service. Our service academies will risk being further further politicized and polarized. Your decision to disappoint is disappointing but understandable given the need to distract from the news cycle that has you mired in multiple self-inflicted crises and plummeting poll numbers, including a rise in new COVID cases, a dismal jobs report, inflation, record amounts of drugs coming across the southern border, and of course the chaotic and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan that has left hundreds of Americans and thousands of Afghans stranded under Taliban rule. It is an honor to serve on the Board of Visitors to the United States Air Force Academy. The brave men and women in uniform represent the best of our great nation. It was also a privilege to serve a president whose actions resulted 
It was also a privilege to serve a president whose actions resulted in the deaths of terrorists like al-Baghdadi and Qasem Soleimani, rather than a president whose actions resulted in the death of 13 U.S. service members. I'm not resigning, but you should. Sincerely, Kellyanne Conway. That's cowbell. More like that. And can someone please run this person for office? You know, there's a lot of great conservatives out there. There's a lot in the ideas business, you name it. That's why I have such respect for someone like Larry Elder. Someone who's rolling up his sleeves to do what he can do. He can't join the military. He can't do certain other things. He should not go back into private life and practice of law because he has something to contribute to this country, as everyone does, of course. And he's going to do it by taking ideas and putting them into action. It is wonderful, don't get me wrong. It is wonderful for people to spread around articles and spread around messaging and talking points. Absolutely, we need the information. But we also need people to do something with that information. We need people to do something with that information. If you're inspired by a PragerU video and send it, that's great. If you are inspired by a PragerU video and send it to someone thinking over time, it may convert them even better. But the best is watching a Prager video and being inspired to go and do something about it. Something to affect those policies to either get rid of the bad ones and implement the good ones or to get rid of the people who represent the bad ones. I think it's important. All God's children have work to do. And if it means running for school board, I honest to God can't tell you that there's an office I think that's more important than that. Ernie's in Glendale. Hi, Ernie. Hi, Seth. Of course. Um, I have some anti-mask scientific data, I think, the left should go by since they claim to go by science. Yes, we are supposed um, to follow the science. You heard so about I, the WHO, the World Health Organization? Sure. They're telling us we should not be doing boosters this year. Now, Anthony Fauci uh, yeah. and Joe Biden are telling us we should. So do you follow the science, or do you follow Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci? This will be a really good test. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Sorry I interrupted. Your, your turn. That's okay. Um, if Google can be relied on for scientific uh, data, um, I Googled the pore uh, size on the N95 mask, and according to them, uh, the pore size averages between 200 and 300 uh, nanometers. And... Um, the virus is um, 125 nanometers, which means it can go through the N25 no problem. And most people don't use that. They use much inferior masks. Okay. That's the... So, yeah, no, listen, uh, I, I, Ernie, have heard a lot about... Um, 
droplet sizes and masks, and I remain agnostic on that point only because I have heard so many different things thrown around about it. What I do know is that the CDC put out a study last year, and so you know that I'm not making it up. I'll give you the hyperlink www.cdc.gov slash eid slash article slash 26 slash 5 slash 19 dash 0994 underscore article. Let me read you the part that I do want you to think about. This is from the CDC last year. Quote, there is a limited evidence for masking effectiveness in preventing influenza virus transmission either when worn by the infected person for source control or when worn by uninfected persons to reduce exposure. Our systematic review found no significant effect of face masks on transmission of influenza, close quote. The New England Journal of Medicine, perhaps the most respected medical journal in the world, quote, We know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. Public health authority, authorities define a significant exposure to COVID-19 as face-to-face contact within six feet with a patient that is sustained for at least a few minutes, some say more than 10. The chance of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in public is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is nothing more than a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. Close quote. I can do it all day, Ernie. The science on masking until last year was that it was ineffective. Even Michael Osterholm, Joe Biden's CDC advisor, said so. By the way, folks, welcome back to the show. 602-508-0960. Lee Habib coming up. He'll have something to say about what Brian Stelter said. He wrote an open letter to his mayor about vaccine shaming uh, the community. We'll get to that in a few moments with the great Lee Habib. Just thinking about something I wanted to mention when Rob was on the line. A dear friend of mine, uh, maybe my best friend from growing up, we've known each other from literally the day we were born. We were born, We were next-door neighbors born six days apart. Gil Bindleglass has been a guest on the show a few times. He made a movie, a documentary, uh, 9-11 related a couple years ago, maybe 10 now, called From Philadelphia to Fallujah. And it was about the Navy, um, the Navy football team that played the December... 2001 um, Army-Navy game. If you haven't seen it, it's available on Amazon and elsewhere, from Philadelphia to Fallujah. And for those that are Navy, those that are Army, those that care about 9-11, and those that know people, uh, it it follows uh, a few of those uh, soldier athletes, and it's uh, very moving. And anyway, just uh, Rob's call reminded me of it from Philadelphia to Fallujah, because the game was in uh, 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 Philadelphia um, Memorial Stadium. Under the category of what the Sam hell is Joe Biden talking about, we got this from our commander-in-chief today. Uh, You know, the looks like a tornado, they don't call them that anymore, that hit the crops and and wetlands in the middle of the country. And in Iowa, in Nevada, and I mean, it's just across the board. And, uh, you know, um, uh, as I said, we're in this together. Uh, he, he, uh, it's, it's uncomfortable listening, but 
Just listen to any previous president by comparison. I know it's popular to compare Donald Trump. I've done it. Audio to his. Do Jimmy Carter's. Do any president. I I almost am trying to. I'm, I'm almost trying to avoid the terrible thought that this president is increasingly sounding like Howard. I think it was Howard Johnson in Blazing Saddles. Remember the guy who just spoke gibberish in Blazing Saddles? I think it was Howard Johnson. I think that was his name. <laughs> but it's sad, and it's a tragedy, and it's a disgrace, and it's a danger. And while we're inclined to laugh, it ain't so funny. It just ain't so funny. What the hell is he talking about, tornadoes? We don't call them that anymore. It's been 70 this year. Called that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.